With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy here with you along with Scotty White on Monday night, October 17th, as we head into Tuesday, October 18th. Seven weeks into the college football season, Michigan coming off a drubbing of Penn State at the Big House Saturday. And we are live here on Monday night on the Mason Brew YouTube channel. Appreciate uh, those of you that are hanging out with us here tonight, if you're listening on the pod on Tuesday, we go live every Monday night. Make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, hit the bell so you know when we are going to be going live and uh, go ahead and join the conversation in the chat. And as we look back on a great Saturday, that was Scotty White. How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a game, dude. That was a ton of fun. Um it was great to be back in the big house. The only game I've been to so far this year was Hawaii, um, which wasn't much of a game. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Atmosphere was great for a noon maze out. Um, I was very, I was very happy with how the fans performed. It, it was all around a great day, a great win. Um, and and on to the next one. Now we got two weeks of the rivalry edition for Michigan State coming up. Yeah, the maze out was pretty good, man. It looked yeah. good. Um on TV, looked like it was a pretty nice day in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, everything w- kind of came together for that game on Saturday, man. And yeah, it, it was really a tale of two halves, I guess, at the end of the day. You know, uh, looking back at it, uh, Michigan, I, I, at the end of the day, it was as dominating a performance. You know, I 41 17 doesn't even quite do it justice. Like, that was even more than a 24 point game. It, it felt like could have been a 30 to 40 point game. It was that much, you know, who I can't remember who it was. Was it, was it JJ 
I think, you know, kind of mentioned what Harbaugh said in the locker room yeah, after, yeah. Uh, you know, as much of a butt kicking as, as a butt kicking could get. And that that pretty much sums it up. It was really that much of a dominating performance by Michigan, which was very good to see, you know, given the Indiana game late in the Iowa game, you, you're kind of like, all right, you know, uh, are they going to start to show us something a little bit here? Are they going to be grinding out a lot of these wins? And then when Penn State come to town, they that was what I was really happy with. It was a it was a show your team send or show your teeth send a message type game Michigan played on Saturday. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was funny because obviously for a second there, I mean, Penn State was up 14-13 in the in the late stages of the first half. They yeah. went up 17-16 in the early stages of the second half. But I really wasn't very nervous just watching that game. I'm like, all right, I mean, it's clear here that Michigan's the better team couple drives that really should have ended in touchdowns, which still got to get better at that. Um, but it, it was it was clear who the better team was. I, I found myself more nervous during the Indiana game than I was this game when Michigan was losing in the second half to Penn State. Um, but, I mean, really, Penn State had Sean Clifford's long run. They had the pick six, and they had literally the best throw that Sean Clifford has made in his entire life Ooh, on the first drive. Dropped it in a bucket. Half. He did. It was a great throw, and I, and I give him credit, but – Outside of those three plays, I mean, that's what set up their 17 points. Um, I mean, outside of those three plays, it was all Michigan. Um, and they were pretty fortunate, I think, Penn State was, to get 17 points out of those three plays. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was about as dominant as it gets for Michigan right there. And like you said, it, it really could have been like a 30- to 40-point game if Michigan punches in those touchdowns. And a couple I, – I'm, I'm, I'm going to call that pick six a little bit lucky. Um, so oh, yeah, it only hit off away. two helmets, you know. Right. So yeah, it easily could have been a lot worse. That that was the thing. You said you weren't nervous for it. I understand. Like Michigan was dominating and you expected that to continue in the second <laughs> half. But like I was nervous just for the fact that it was one of those stupid games. You right. know, like right. stupid things were happening. And Penn yeah. State didn't belong in that game. It was great that Michigan was even able to salvage the lead after the stupidness uh that that took place in that first half. Um but ultimately, I I was I'll be honest with you, I was surprised. Like I I you know thought Michigan would win, pick Michigan to cover. I uh, thought we'd see some different things. I thought we were going to see you know maybe some play action. I think I thought Michigan was going to beat them through the air a little bit. They didn't need to, man. I was not expecting Michigan to rush for over four hundred yards and yeah. over seven and a half yards of carry. Like that ultimately is just not what I expected to happen. Uh, sometimes I really don't know what the hell Manny Diaz was doing out there with yeah. some of his defenses going light boxes, yeah. absolutely baffling against what Michigan wants to do. And got to give the guys, the big boys up front credit, man. They mm-hmm. dominated. They pushed Penn state off the line all game long. And it really was a beautiful thing to see. And when you got guys like Corum and Edwards, man, uh, it's just going to make a, for a long day for you. If, you know, if you're Penn state, and I think they got really tired in that second half. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, honestly, I mean, I picked on the Pick'em podcast for Penn State to cover. Um, I did think Michigan was going to win, and and sometimes I can be kind of pessimistic on the on the podcast and, you know, picking those picks, so I'm happy if I lose my pick, um, which I obviously was in this instance. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought Michigan was going to have to open up the playbook and really throw the ball a lot more, and that was just not the case. I mean, J.J. threw for, let's see, I've got it up here, 145 yards. Um it, it just wasn't needed and it and it just shows that this offensive line and this running backs unit 
picked up right where it left off from last year. And Michigan can, I mean, that's a top 10 team, a top five, number five rush defense in the country that Michigan just dominated with their run game. Um, and, you know, last year we heard all year long, oh, Michigan's not going to be able to do this against Ohio State. You know, it's not going to work. But then Michigan went out and it did work against Ohio State. Um, and it worked so well against Penn State that you've got to, I mean, you just got to trust what's going on there. They know how to win games. Um, and we asked a lot during the offseason, is this going to be a run first or pass first offense? And, and we have definitely got our answer. It, it is run first and it is a special group. Uh, very cool from Tyler Field said Saturday was my first time at the big house made the seven hour trip from Pennsylvania and it was well worth an amazing experience very very cool Tyler uh, glad you enjoyed it at the big house looked like it was awesome man with, with the the maze out and everything like that that was uh, better than I expected noon kickoff thought it was going to be a, a little bit weird but at times you you could feel that crowd you know the players were feeding off that but especially in the second half after Corman Edwards ripped off those back-to-back -back oh, touchdown yeah. runs got Penn State uh, into some bad, you know, down and distance situations there in that second half. Uh, if there is, I mean, if we do want to nitpick a little bit, and, and you know, most people did kind of touch on this that we're talking about the game while it was happening. It's it's the red zone efficiency yeah. uh, that still continues to to be a bit of a problem mm -hmm. for Michigan. You know, the first couple of drives you get down there and you don't score touchdowns. JJ misses the the easy one to Edwards. Almost certainly would have been a first down if not a touchdown. You have second and goal from the two. You go backwards, try shovel pass, doesn't work, uh, and it's six points. You know, then you make it thirteen nothing. But the the fluky stuff happens, and you find you're down yourself down fourteen thirteen. Even though you know Penn State's got one first down in the half. It's I mean, didn't didn't matter with Penn State because the way that game was going, Michigan was going to dominate it, right? Mm -hmm. Like they they had the entire time of possession that Penn State defense was out there for so long in the first half that there's no way that they were going to be able to sustain uh, themselves in the second half of that football game. But as you play some better competition, particularly, you know, talk, looking down the line and talking about um, th that game against Ohio State, it, you're going to need to convert touchdowns. I mean, yeah. the, the one game that Michigan lost last year in the regular season was the Michigan State game in which they did not. They did not have very good red zone efficiency. They settled for field goals multiple times in that game, allowed Michigan State to stay within striking distance, particular being, you know, 16 points towards the end of the third quarter where they just needed two possessions with the two two-point conversions to go and tie that game up, whereas Ohio State, they scored touchdowns. You know, at, at some point, and we kind of thought maybe JJ was going to be the remedy for that, right? Like his mobility, his willingness to take chances, throwing it into the end zone. Maybe that was going to be the thing that kind of unlocked the red zone efficiency. Hasn't really happened all that well up to this point. Good to see Michigan, you know, in the second half scoring some touchdowns, did settle for a field goal in there as well. Uh, but but that is, if there's one area to nitpick, I think that is most certainly the place where Michigan needs to continuously be better. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. I mean, I was I was getting frustrated in the first half for sure, just continuously. So I mean, I look like we we talk about this so much. We love Jake Moody, but I mean, he looks so much better when he's out there kicking extra points. Um, and especially against Michigan State, man, I do not want to see him attempt one field goal. Um, and I think a big part of it is the play calling just seems to get a little bit too conservative when we get down to the end zone. Obviously, Michigan wants to pound it down the throat, but when the field gets so small like that, I just feel like it's so much easier. The, the defense just knows what's coming. Um, well, I really don't like when they go from under center. 
to be yeah. honest with you, you know, unless you're unless you're setting that up for a play action. But even that, the I mean, that's what the uh, the JJ interception was on. You know, Penn State was yeah. kind of ready for that, especially when you're, you know, having success out of the gun, out of the pistol, and you're spreading these guys out. You have you, you have the threat of pass that are covering all the blades of grass, and you know your offensive line is up there dominating. Uh, I do think, like I know it's you know the old school thinking is let's get the big bodies in there. You know, we'll, we'll block it. We only need a couple. You only need to push a couple extra feet. But like Penn State was able to do, they were able to suck that end down inside a little bit on the one that stopped, you know, McCarthy and Michigan's pulling a guard out there to try and kick out. But he gets so much depth in the backfield. Corum runs into him and the play is dead. And all of a sudden, you know, you go from second and second and goal from the two to third and goal from the five. And it completely changes everything, you know. So I, I think you, you just got to stick with what works uh, in yeah. my mind. And I think Michigan is really, really good. They're at their best when they're running the football out of the gun or out of the pistol. Yeah, no, definitely. And and just, you know, some some creativity mixed in there, like like the the touchdown in the red zone against Iowa on the first possession of the game, little yeah. end around to Ronnie Bell, just, you know, getting your playmakers involved in space. Because, um, yeah, like you said, against Ohio State, I mean, that's leaving points on the field. Uh, and that's it's, it's not going to work against a team that's that good. And on the road in that environment, it's going to be tough. And Michigan's going to have to take advantage of every single time they're inside the 20. Um, I mean, it was ex- exactly how the game went last year. Michigan capitalized in the red zone and Ohio State didn't. Michigan was able to hold them to some field goals where on those possessions, if Ohio State maybe turns those into touchdowns, then we've got a game there at the end. Yeah. So, and again, we're, we're just nitpicking here because it was a really good game. It was a, it was a full on ass kicking <laughs> it was. like at the end of the day. And, and it, that was, that was the type of game that I guess we were kind of waiting for, right? Like obviously, yeah. In the non-conference, Michigan didn't have any struggles with with any with Colorado State, UConn, and Hawaii. Um, but you know, did at times struggle with Maryland. You know, in the third quarter, did struggle a little bit with Iowa. Uh, was tied at ten with Indiana. I mean, so so we've seen it, right? Like they haven't put a full four quarters together. And I I will say, I felt like this was a full four quarter game. I understand that they were trailing 14 to 13 and 17 to 16 uh, early on in the third quarter, but it never even felt that close when it was happening other than like, oh, what the hell else is going to go wrong in this game? You know, it it, it felt like it was Michigan's game to lose from that very first drive, right? Like the only way that Michigan was going to lose that game is if they continued to shoot themselves in the foot. It was was not going to be anything that Penn State was going to be able to do to them to to stop them. It was going to have to be on Michigan to stop themselves. Yeah, no, and a a game that that came to mind for me watching it was that Florida game to kick off the 2017 season Yeah, where it really looked like, Oh, Michigan's the better team should really win that game. And then boom, just like that couple pick sixes for Florida and they were winning, but it was still just a really dominant game. Um, And yeah, I mean, it was as complete as it could be really outside of, like I said earlier, those three plays. Um, And yeah, it's really interesting because I, I, I really think that Michigan was, was just, they, they needed a big game. I mean, they really had not played like Maryland, Indiana, and Iowa. You get into Big Ten play, and it, it's it's up a, it's up a notch for the non-conference. Um, but I mean, just the way obviously Maryland and Indiana are not traditionally good football teams. The way Iowa's looked, they didn't have that big game feel. Uh, it felt like Michigan kind of slept walked for a little bit in all three of the games, um, and then this one. It, it was a big game. They had the big atmosphere and the players were ready from the get go. And that was, yeah. 
it was – I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know really going into this game how good this Michigan team was just because we've had some of those lackluster performances so far. But this showed – I mean, Penn State is a good team. You, you can't argue that. Obviously, our rival fans are, you know, if Michigan beats somebody, then they automatically suck and it wasn't a good win. But Penn State is a good team. Um, and to be able to go out and do that against the top 10 team shows that Michigan is very capable – of beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten, and getting back into the college football playoffs. Well. Yeah, that's a bad – I mean, I understand people People may have made a little too much uh, of the win against Auburn because mm. it was I, – I, we know what Auburn is here this year, but that's still a really hard place to go and win. Yeah. Like, at an SEC school and, you know, a, a team like our Auburn that's had some success, you know, and has played with some teams um, even this year. This is a, a good question from Mark R. Edwards. He said – that interception uh, regarding JJ's didn't bother me as much as the quarterback sneak for 60 yards. Yeah. That is a mistake. That was alarming. Who missed that assignment? Well, first, uh, not a quarterback sneak. It was a read option. Um, it, it was a tempo. It was a tempo play on third and short. Uh, they And it was a good read by Sean Clifford, first and foremost. Uh, Iabioki, he crashed down the line. Uh, Would have made the stop had uh, Clifford not kept it. But also, if you watch the play, um, Michael Barrett is actually in good position, but I think it was number 78, the offensive lineman for, for Penn State, did a good job of kind of kicking out Barrett, and Clifford made an incredible read and a, and a really nice cut into the open area. I'm not exactly sure where the safeties were. I haven't seen the all-22, just the uh, the the kind of line uh, play that was going on with, with the TV angle there. Um, so not sure if the those safeties had, had come down and crashed, which I think that they did, but Barrett did his assignment. It was just a good play by the Penn State offensive lineman to kick him out enough and a really good play by Clifford to, Clifford to, to find that seam. So uh, it's unfortunate. Obviously, you don't want that to happen. But the way things were going, like you go back to the first two Penn State possessions and they were able to crash, particularly on that third and short. Mike Morris played an, it made an incredible play to build that wall uh, on that opening Penn State possession to stop them on, on third and one. Um, and you know, again, if that's not a, a read for Clifford, if he doesn't have that option, if it's a straight tempo like Michigan does sometimes, where they just give it to Corum and they try and crash, Yabioki makes that play, right. uh, and and Penn State's punting that football. It just ultimately was one of the game or one of those plays. Barrett was in position, got kicked out. Clifford made the play. You you want the second level to recognize that and stay at home instead of crashing. Uh, they didn't. Michigan's going to get it corrected, but sometimes, and that's the thing we've seen over the, not only this year, but last year in this defensive scheme, sometimes Michigan does struggle with tempo, and that's a that's an area that you want them to improve, but we're at a year and a half in, and they haven't improved a, a ton in, in that aspect. Yeah, um, and I mean, we remember how the Michigan State game went last year, um, and, and I would be very shocked if they did not try a similar tactic this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of like really the only two successful plays that I can really think of for Penn State in that game, there was that obviously you get beat on a play like that every once in a while, but going to the deep pass from Clifford that set up the field goal to make it 17, 16, um, I think it was DJ Turner was on the cover. It was, yes. Um, and he had perfect coverage, dude. Yeah, it was, it, right it was great. Him. You probably, you know, you're, you're hoping and it's happened a couple of times to DJ on the outside where a guy's yeah. got to step on him. The, the thing about him is, is he makes you throw a perfect ball. Yeah. You know, um, but there have been times where he's not necessarily running stride for stride. He's a step behind, which allows if it's going to be a perfect throw and there, there's one guy that they're going to see that is more than capable of making those throws. 
Um, so, you know, you, you're kind of hoping that that gets corrected. I know we're, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking Michigan State since it's a bye week. We're going to talk a lot about it um, coming up next week. And I know Scotty's going to go ahead and, and talk a little bit about it a little bit later on. But uh, Jaden Reed's going to get a lot of 50-50 balls. I'm sure, yeah. you know, DJ Turner's going to spend a lot of time covering him. Um, and, and again, he was in great position. There's no, there's no question about it. It was, it was a perfect pass. And DJ played it perfectly, right? Turn and run his stride for stride, looking for the ball, not going to get called for any pass interference. Clifford made a play, but ultimately yeah. Michigan's able to hold him to a field goal there. And yeah. that was, you know, that, that was a, a major thing. Um, I thought Mikey was incredible again. Uh, oh, he's yeah. been an unsung hero of that defense. Uh, almost, I'll, I'll tell you what. The, the play he made on the third down after that Clifford run. Here's another thing too, right? Like think about this. Think of how hard Penn state had to work it and how lucky that they had to get with these, with these um, plays that they made Just after the Clifford run right? inside the five, dude, they had a fourth and goal that they had to convert. And Mike Morris was a half step away from making the play that would have turned Penn State over on downs. Like, they had to work their ass off for that they touchdown. Did. They needed a double doink off two helmets for a pick six. They needed a perfect, perfect pass to even get themselves in a field goal range in the second yep. half. Like, the defensive <laughs> performance was out was of this incredible. world for, for Michigan on Saturday. And that's what I was honestly – I mean, I've known how talented this offense can be. But the defense looked so good. I mean, with the field goal there and the perfect throw by Clifford, I wasn't even mad. I was like, you know what, whatever. That's a perfect throw. Coverage was great. Held him to a field goal. And honestly, I'm not that worried about this game. We have been absolutely dominant. But the, the defense, dude, in that game was just so good to see. I mean, against Indiana, they, they struggled a little bit in that first half. I mean, they looked dominant in the second half. But we just haven't seen that complete game yet um and obviously it's just for me i'm just thinking and, and for 99 of michigan fans is just thinking is this going to work when, when we're playing against ohio state um and how good that offense is and and just to see the defense put up such obviously stroud is is going to be a better quarterback and and ohio state's going to be a better team than penn state but the defense was absolutely dominant for four quarters the offense was absolutely dominant dominant for four four mm -hmm. quarters um I mean, like I said, it just shows what this team is capable of. Um, and they seem to be capable of everything that we thought during the offseason. They are just unbelievably. Um... Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply physical yeah like that's the, the both sides of the ball 
it's yeah. it, it, it's truly truly remarkable uh <laughs> here, here's another question from mark here you guys have any insight as to why jj didn't throw it into the end zone uh the entire game uh yeah i'm i'm not really sure to be quite honest with you kind of thinking back at it i i suppose that is true i'm thinking back well i mean they they had the this play calls set up right like if you think back at it there weren't really that many opportunities i think the edwards play was perfect on the opening drive that would have got them a first down if not a score it was just wasn't a good throw uh by jj i i will say did not like the shovel pass call on third and goal um you know that's another thing again you you have a nice run on the first and goal play on the second drive, you get down to second and goal from the two. You think you're going to be able to use your physicality and get it into the end zone. Like it is what it is. I would have liked on that. If there's any play for that one, uh, the insight here as to why JJ didn't throw it in the end zone was, well, that wasn't what the play was designed for at the end of the day. And I would like probably to see a different play call though. We're sitting here being like, God, Oh, Matt White, Sharon Moore, man, what geniuses uh, to call that play there. If it works right. You know, like yeah. it, it, I mean, I, I'm not the shovel pass seems to be getting a lot of play here this year, not only at the college level, but at the NFL level as well. And I don't think I've seen the shovel pass stopped more in my life than I have this year, though. People keep trying it. I'll tell you one thing that I that I'm surprised we haven't seen because it was so popular last year in this state was a damn flea flicker. You Dude, know, we I have not seen a single one it. of those here this year. I don't have for those of you that watch Michigan State every week. I, I don't. Uh, I, I tried to watch a little bit against Wisconsin. Have they tried? Because that was a big one too, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose with, with Kenneth Walker and that's your pretty much entire offense, like that makes a little more sense. But Michigan's running the hell out of the football. I mean, Hassan Haskins was always the tossback guy, though. Are we not trusted Blake Corum or Donovan Edwards for the for the tossback? Can they not complete that little lateral or what? <laughs> yeah, dude, I I keep looking for that. Um, and it, and I would be I'm, – I'm really interested to see the play calling for Michigan State just because last year – that was really the one game where Michigan went with the pass first attack and Michigan state has the same weaknesses. But I mean, this week, like the whole entire week, everyone's saying, eh, this is going to be where we see JJ throw the ball. And that was, I think his lowest yardage of the year and 418 yeah. rush yards. I mean, I just did not see that coming. I didn't, urban Meyer said before the game, man, I guarantee you this Penn state defense shuts down the run game. Um, he could not have been more wrong. Um, so I don't know if Michigan's ever going to need to to run a play like the flea flicker when they when they've got the offense that they're doing right now. But I'm really interested to see how it goes against Michigan State, just because of that's the one game they did it last year. So, got it. Got to say, man, um, he threw some dimes on Saturday, though. Yeah, he made yeah. he made some really nice throws. He had the one uh, to Ronnie at about midfield on the rollout. He's so good. That's another thing. He is so damn good rolling out. He is. And it's just, they don't do it a lot. And I understand the interception was on a rollout too. You know, don't dig it up and be like, you know, you could, you could stitch it. But I mean, he is, he's, he's really good. He is so, so good on the rollout and they don't do it all that much. Maybe we'll start to see it. And again, we don't, we haven't seen a ton of play action. Uh, But again, if you're run for 418 yards, like at the end of the day, if yeah. it starts working, you're just going to go with it, right? You're not right. going to force, you're not going to force doing something, you know, just because you want to do it, right? Or you want to establish it. Like if Michigan's averaging one and a half yards a carry, they're going to eventually 
have to abandon the run to a certain degree and they're going to start throwing it. So if you're averaging 7.6 yards per carry and, and even, you know, without the, the Edwards and Corum 60 plus yard runs, like they were still having a ton of success. Success rate was huge on the ground, open holes all day long. And they're able to, to move the football up and down the field. You're not going to abandon it, you know, and maybe there was because Penn state's run defense was so much better than their pass defense coming in. I, I'm wondering if there was a, a plan to, to get JJ throwing the football a little bit more. And then they were like, well, if these guys aren't going to be able to stop us on the ground, let's go ahead and just keep giving it to our horses, which I totally understand. And you go up, yeah. you win 41-17, and you're 7-0 headed into the bye week. Yeah. Um, and we talked about it a little bit on last week's show, too, is and now getting through that game against Penn State, which obviously nobody in this program is looking past Michigan State. Nobody is. It's a rivalry game. You toss the records out the window. I'm expecting a good game. but. Michigan State's three and four. Then Michigan has Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois, who somehow, dude, they could be a top 15 team and sitting at nine and one when they come to Ann Arbor. But at the end of the day, these are four games that Michigan should not. I mean, those are four teams that Michigan really should should beat handily, um, all of them. And Michigan could get into that Ohio State game with literally putting just about nothing on film for them. Um, right. So it's it's really interesting. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to look ahead at all. Like I said, no one's looking past Michigan State. I'm going to be a nervous wreck no matter what's happening in that game. But you just have to think about who Michigan plays before Ohio State, and and it really it, it they could pull out nothing that we've seen all year in that last game. They they really yeah, could. absolutely. Um, updates on Michigan injuries, uh, not really. Um, other than I probably wouldn't expect to see Eric all this year uh, from from what I've heard from someone. Yeah. I have nothing uh, breaking to report on that or anything. Just uh, um, probably wouldn't expect uh, to see it. Other than that, uh, I mean, you know, Barnhart, I think, played well at right tackle. Uh, hoping Trente Jones, you know, does get healthier. Um, and we'll see what happens. But I thought Barnhart, you know, I mean, <laughs> that offensive line, what could you say, you know, at the end yeah. of the day? I mean, they, they were they were spectacular. Uh, I think Jamon Green's going to be okay, ready to go. You know, it's nice you got the bye week, heal up some boo boos, and, and get ready to go. And um, Scotty, uh, for those of you that don't know, Scotty's going to be out a couple of weeks here, um, beginning next week. So I'm going to let him give his thoughts on Michigan State. We're going to talk more about it, go a little more in depth in next week's show. But before Scotty goes, going to let that happen. Before we do, got to let you know. Brewcast, thanks to our friends at Manscaped. It's fresh ball fall or winter uh, for me up here in the UP, man. We, we got dumped on with winter snow. Fall morning. Oh, my God. It's an absolute mess up here. But uh, it's still fall. You know, it's still football season. Manscaped's here to help you out. Trim it with ease, you know, because uh, you got to keep the trees trimmed even when the leaves are falling down. And we've got you ready with the Platinum Package 4.0, and we are going to get you 20% off and free shipping anywhere. All you got to do is head to manscaped.com and enter the code MNB20. That's MNB20 at manscaped.com, and you can join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Get your Platinum Package 4.0 today. All right, Scotty, uh, before we head out of here, man, give us give us your thoughts on uh, Michigan, Michigan State coming up in a couple of weeks. 
Yes, sir. Um, yeah, like Luke said, <clears throat> I'm going to be out of town for the next few weeks. I'm going to Europe. Um, and, and the game announced today is at 730. Um, so yeah, what's the time in- change there? Yeah, I'll be in Paris that weekend. So it'll be at 1.30 a.m. start, which actually works out great for me because if I was trying to watch that game during the day, my girlfriend would kill me. Um, <laughs> but this works out well. She'll probably just go to sleep and I can watch the game. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to go in depth or anything here. I just want to share my thoughts real fast. Um, I mean, I, I hate Michigan State a lot. Um, I love all my friends that go there. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they're fans. I don't like them. I, I don't like the school. They, they, they remind me a lot of mosquitoes, honestly. Um, you know, they're always, you, you know, you, you go on a camping trip and you're thinking it's going to be a lot of fun and you're not really thinking that much about the mosquitoes and then you get there and they're just like buzzing in your ear. You know, you got to swat them away. They're just, they're, they're annoying. Um, and Michigan, even when they're the better team, like I'm sorry, last year, 2015, Michigan is just so clearly the better team. Um, and, and they still beat us. Uh, and you got to give credit to them where credit's due. Uh, but this year, just absolutely no excuses. I, I, if Michigan wins by 28 points, I won't be happy. I want Michigan <laughs> to win this game by 40. I mean, Michigan State's down. They are down right now. Uh, and sadly, we've seen, I mean, Michigan was a 24-point favorite back in the 2020 game and still lost that game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's no excuse this year. There's no excuse any year. They should never beat Michigan. Um, and yeah, this, 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 it needs to change now because they, they should not be on the same level as Michigan. Like I said, I, w- I want to see a 40 point win. Um, I, I can't wait. I think, I think Michigan's going to win. Um, but it, that's the thing about these Michigan State games, man. I'm going to be a nervous wreck that whole day, no matter what. And if Michigan's up by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, I still will be. So how how are you gonna uh, handle it if you can't watch it live? Or like you gonna have? Are you gonna stay off Twitter while you're over there? How how's all that gonna work? Yeah, that's it's gonna be tough, and I'm a little bit nervous because you can't turn off your notifications from like ESPN and Bleacher Report and everything like that. I might have to do that. I I don't know how it's gonna work there. I'm hoping I can just log into my Xfinity account and and watch it on the on my laptop or hook it up to the TV. I honestly have no idea, so I don't really know until I get there. yeah, if I can't watch it, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. Well, that's, that's the thing, man. She, I mean, if she wants you there, if she wants you around mentally while you're over there, right. like you, exactly. you need to be able to stay up to right. date. Exactly, because it'll it'll be a mess if I can't watch the game live. I'll just be too nervous. It won't be enjoyable for anybody. So let's, let's hope I can get it on my laptop, maybe, maybe hook it up to the TV with HDMI um wait we did luck out big time airbnb canceled all of our stuff um and then i was working all day with it and now they're paying for us to stay in some real nice places so i'm pretty excited nice yeah oh yeah man ended up working out i love that dude all right man so uh any final thoughts on it before you uh head out of here for a couple of weeks um just go blue beat state win by 40 that's all i I love it well, Scotty, we'll uh, you know, we I think we get you back what week leading up to Ohio State, something yep. like that. that nice, man. Yeah. All right, man. That's gonna be fun. Well, uh, I know uh, well, the tweeting might be uh, you know, a little more sparse than it is right yeah. now while you're over there. But where can we find you? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. Um, yeah, I'll be taking a little bit of a break from Brewcast. Uh, I'll still send my picks in for Pick and Pod, and I still will be writing some stuff while I'm over there. Uh, so you can give me a follow there. 
You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Thanks to everyone who hung out on the Maze of Brew YouTube page here tonight, uh, as we do every Monday night. Loved your questions, loved you guys engaging uh, with the show. For those of you listening on the podcast, you can come hang out with us on Monday nights on the Maze of Brew YouTube page. Make sure to subscribe. Hit that like button for us. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. Give us your thoughts by subscribing, rating, and leaving reviews for all of our podcasts as well across the Maze of Brew Maze in Brew podcast network wherever you get your podcast. Whole lot of fun uh, here tonight recording Brewcast and uh, excited to be 7 and 0 going into the bye week. And uh, next week, it's going to be all looking ahead to Michigan State. For my partner, Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardy. We'll see you next week on Brewcast.